When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. It is awesome to have you guys here. We're going to be taking your questions live. We are. I think we have a question to start off with. Oh, wow. I dive a few seconds behind. Right Look um, at that. And so if you want to just maybe... Vamp. Yeah, vamp. Go ahead. Buy some time. All right. Well, so as you guys know, the way that this is going to work So is... I guess the truth is people aren't getting notified. Well, we just did a test. Way. So I don't know, we've got 12 people watching right now. Can we you do. actually write for 16. us if um, you got notified that we went live? Because this is, yeah, I think, 24. one of our big... That would be amazing. Problem. If you guys can We would love it. Um, because I think we've figured out that's a big reason why our view count has gone down. Because for some reason, the, the notifications live, live aren't, going out. aren't going out. All right, so there we go. We've got hello. Hey from Chicago. What's up, Daniel Breeze? Um... So yes, Shayna Reckner Recker got notified. Okay. Melissa got notified. Cool. Tracy notified. All right, Thank so we've got people notified. It. So I'm that's great. I don't know. Our peeps here are not getting notified. That is weird. All right. Well, anyway, guys, thank you so much. Welcome to the feed. We appreciate you guys showing up very, very much. We're going to be taking your questions as mentioned. And now, since she's sitting there all comfy and yeah. cozy with her coffee, coffee, I'm going to guess. Okay. Well, we've got a big announcement to make. We're going to kick it off with the announcement. Yeah. All right. Break it down. Oh, what you got for me You're hilarious. So, I, happily, I don't mind at all. So, um, we have recently switched my page over to being a show page, watch page. I never watch know page. what it's actually called. Watch. Um, and since then, our lives, we don't get as many people into them. We don't know why. We were thinking maybe it was a notification, but you guys all got notified, so we're not sure. Um, so because of that, we're actually going to migrate this over to just a podcast on the podcast. The numbers are awesome. Um, so we're going to keep doing it, but it won't be done live. This is going to be the final live. We might do some specials, specials and things like that where we'll occasionally go live. Um, also, but, yeah. a big reason is, is that um, so the I think the Facebook thing was just like kind of the final nail in the coffin for it. But his schedule is so crazy. So to keep to a Wednesday at this time has just been really difficult. Obviously, if we were getting massive traction, I think that we would um, keep doing it on this platform. But we do understand, like, we, we love bringing value. And I actually love doing this. I love hearing feedback from you guys. And so we didn't want to stop it completely. We wanted to make sure that we're still bringing value. But at least this time, uh, this way, we can pre-record it and then upload it onto the podcast. So if you're not listening and following us on Stitcher, iTunes, what else? Spotify? Spotify. Sure. We're no, we're not on it. Well, we have um, some of our content. There. So, yeah. So, guys, if um, if this video or this content does bring you value, please do go over and uh, pick us up over there. And like Tom said, we will try and do some specials on special occasions. Word. So, all right. Now, we're just going to dive right in and jump to um, our very first question. So, we basically ended up pulling a lot of the questions that we get asked all the time that seem to be the issues that a lot of people face um in as couples um that we can relate to so we just thought we'd pick up a question let's do it 
All right. This is from um, Irvin R. Sanchez. How do you balance building a business while still meeting your obligations to a family? I know it's important to do both and I can make sure to tell my girlfriend that my vision includes both her and our son, but I find it hard to get her to understand that I have to focus on business and insane amount of time outside of work. Any thoughts? Yeah, so I think this is one of those areas where you guys really have to come to an agreement on what your priorities are as a couple and how much time each of those things take and really um, coming to agreement on that is going to be really important. So one thing that when we were still thinking about having kids that I was thinking a lot about, which was that the quality time that you spend with your kids is far more important than the amount of time that you spend with your kids And I really believe that. So just like we carve out very specific time that is entirely about the relationship and we're not doing other things, we're not working during that time, it's total engagement, um, I would do the same thing with the kids. So um, if we had agreement on that, then it isn't just a thing of like, oh, there's this many hours that need to be allocated to it. Um, It would be more focused on quality time. So it might be only, you know, an hour a day, three days a week or something, um, But if we agree that that's the quality time that we're really engaged, that we're watching, you know, the emotional health of our children and we're gauging things by that, um, then that's what I would do. But we would also have to decide, like, what is the highest priority? And this was the best piece of advice that I ever got about parenting um, when I was I was unsure if we wanted to have kids. And so I asked this guy who was a very successful entrepreneur and he had a family. And he said, Tom, look, have kids, don't have kids. It doesn't matter. But whatever you do, do it all the way. So you guys need to decide, like, what's your ultimate priority? Like, for instance, our marriage is my highest priority. So as much as I want to build the company and do amazing things, if I ever felt like it got to a point where I couldn't continue to... Um, have the quality relationship that I want in my marriage, um, I would back off on the business before I would back off on the relationship. So, But the truth is we would have the discussion about what that meant because if you backed off, that would make you feel differently because you have such a drive. So I think you would feel like you were trying to dampen that drive a little and that would have an effect on who you were as a human being. And I think we would have that discussion. Yeah. So we would definitely have a discussion, no question. And you're getting to something very important, which is that I can't be me. I don't feel like me if I'm not allowed to be ambitious. But for my own sake, if I felt like it was damaging the relationship, then I would back off. Like imagine if you're on a road and it's moving forward and you can see, oh, I'm going to have the business of my dreams, but I'm going to lose this marriage. Right then I would rather have the marriage and not the business if I really could see that that was true. It wasn't you being stubborn or anything like that. It was just that's the reality for whatever reason that's what's happening in the business. Um, so I'll give you one extreme example so you know what I mean. I would be wholly unconflicted if you fell into ill health or something and like I would shut down the business to take care of you. Like That wouldn't be a conflict. I wouldn't look back on that with like regret or anything like that. I would obviously be sad and it would be a tremendous sense of loss, but it's like my priorities are, it's not like, oh, it's really close. It is purely a question of you can never ask me to give up my ambition just because you want more time. But if you were going through something and you really needed my time and attention, I would make sure that you got it. But let's say though, I felt like because we weren't having much time together, it was affecting our relationship. And so it is me wanting more time, but it's me saying but this is affecting our relationship. And if you don't give me more time, then you may lose me. 
So it still is the same thing. It's just, what would you do then? It comes down to whether I think you're being reasonable or not. That's the honest answer. So if you're, like, you have had a history of being insanely reasonable and you make amazing, like, when we spend quality time together, it's so quality that it isn't like a real burn, maybe a little bit more for you, but it isn't a real burn for me during the week to get through the week. I'm just so focused. And so we take the time on the weekends to really reconnect. And the fact that we work together in the business, so we at least see each other all the time and we have shared dreams and goals, like very specifically. Um, So yeah, if I felt like you were being um, unacceptably needy or whatever, then it would be a problem. And we'd have to sit down and really talk about it. Uh, But that's and the way that I would deal with that would be to go like piece by piece. What are you looking for? How much time would you need? Like, what are our priorities? Where's the business for you? What? You know, and just figure that out. And if you were like, the business is no longer of interest to me, then it would be like, well, then we need to address that because now we have values that are misaligned, not just goals that are misaligned. And that's the thing. It's not that I don't want to spend time with you. Like, honestly, if we could do what we're doing and I could just I know this isn't possible, but if we could do what we do with the business and then I could still have like crazy amounts of selfish time with you, I would do both. But I know that we can't. And so what I do, and this may help um, this gentleman in speaking to his other half and sitting down and saying, like what you said, like, what is our actual goal? Like, what are we working to as a family? Is it to get a big house, to have um, you know, wealth creation so that we can then put it back into the world and create impact, which is what we're doing. But like, what is that goal of yours? Is it to have a lovely family and pay for your kids for college? Or is it grander? Like figure what that is. Because if you guys both do a handshake and both buy into it, then it's like, okay, well, when you do have to work on your business and you are spending those long nights, 1am going out on the weekend to business meetings, um, at least for me, it was easier for me to not feel neglected or to feel like you were just leaving me alone because I was like, okay, hang on. We actually agreed as a team that we were going to build this company. You're, you know, delivering on your part of the, the, the deal, which is you're going out there making this contacts or the networks or whatever you're doing. I need to provide, um, my part of the bargain or, you know, do my part of the bargain, which is make sure that you feel supported. Cause if I'm not coming to the meetings, which a lot of the time I won't, it's like, I just need you to know that even if I'm not putting in the actual work of going to that or doing it or filming or whatever, I'm still part of that process that we've agreed as that part of the business, I'm supporting you. So once I think that agreement, that initial thing is so important because you can really get caught up, especially I could get caught up in the emotion of not being with my husband, the emotion of feeling like, I haven't seen you in three weeks because we've done that, right? Gone so many times and so many days where we've barely been in contact as husband and wife. But I can emotionally soothe myself because I know that we're both on that same goal. So when it comes to your kid and your wife, like sit down, figure out what the plan is as a family. And then that way you can go in and really just go all in. And if there are times where she's feeling neglected, neglected you can sit with and say look babe we as a team we decided this is what we're going to do so are you changing the goal that we've set ourselves as a team and yeah so that's really really helped me and then also I know I'm talking a lot but I want to add one more thing the one thing for me was it's hard to get mad at someone for being who they are because that's who I fell in love with and what I mean by that is 
I knew you were ambitious when I met you. I knew you had big goals when I met you. I knew you had big dreams when I met you. And I love it. It's such a turn on for me. Like, honestly, it's something that I'm so attracted to in you. And so the fact that that's exactly why I got into the relationship in the first place, why I fell in love with you. And now that we're in the relationship, I'm going to hold it against you. Like, oh, no, you shouldn't go do that. You can't be a part of that business. I don't see you enough. That is two very conflicting um, signals to you. And so I think that you need to figure out like what it is about the person that you love from the get go. And then don't try and change them as maybe your needs change. Um, you have to sit down and discuss it. But yeah, the fact that you are an entrepreneur is exactly what I love about you. So to try and then hold that against you afterwards is, um, it's not fair on you for me to do that to you. If you own your own business, when an employee leaves your company, whether on good terms or bad, it can feel, I hate to say it, but it actually can feel personal. Like you and you alone are the one to blame. And it actually may even trigger you to lock down your business, not open yourself up and not actually risk trying anyone else. Like you actually would your heart after a bad breakup and avoid looking for that new partner altogether. Well, let's face it, sometimes we can do that with highs as well. And trust me, guys, I've been there. I get the thought of bringing in a new stranger into your business actually fills your heart with more anxiety than it does love and joy. But when you post your jobs on LinkedIn, you can actually feel the confidence that you will find the right person for the right job fast because LinkedIn isn't actually just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire because guys, it gives you access to professionals that you actually can't find anywhere else. And so LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive, which then makes hiring with confidence easy when you have that many quality candidates. And it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash Lisa. That's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. As an entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges you will face is a negative voice in your head. You know who I'm talking about? That may be not so small part of you that loudly doubts your abilities to actually pull the things off and make a living from your passion project. But you've got to overcome that negative voice in your head, homie, because I'm telling you, you can do it especially if you use Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From launching your business to hitting a million dollars, Shopify has got you completely covered. And with all the built-in Magic AI award-winning customer service and the internet's best converting checkout, you have everything you need to shut down the voice of doubt and make all your amazing business dreams a reality. That's exactly why, guys, I love Shopify. So if you want to start growing your business with more customers and sales, shut that negative voice down and prove her wrong that you can do it, Shopify is here for you. So go and sign up for just $1 a month with your trial period at shopify.com slash Lisa, all lowercase. Again, guys, you can go to shopify.com slash Lisa right now to grow your business, no matter where you are and what stage it's in. That's shopify.com slash Lisa. There it is. Sorry about that little rant. I just had it in my head for so long, like I really feel passionate about that. Okay, anyway. Guys, we're answering live, so just drop your comments in the box below. And if this um, episode is bringing you value, please do click that share button. All right, so next question. Misty Hall Buckley, what do you do when 
One person feels as if they have changed mentally and emotionally, but the other partner has stayed the same. Is it possible for all people to grow together or do some people just inevitably grow apart? What do you do? Uh, what do you do to the person you uh, went? What do you do? What do you do? You do? What do you do? Help me. What do you do to the person you were when you met your partner? What do you do? It's This is what it's meant to say. What do you do when the person you were when you met your partner is not the person you are now? Oh, okay. This is really tricky. And the great news is Tom and I are completely different people than when we met. And the funny thing is I've gone back and taken all our old videos and I've transferred them from those little mini tapes to digital. And so now I literally, I've been watching old videos of when Tom and I first met. And I'm like, I can't believe you talked to me like that. You called me that weird word. And it's like, we're different people, like different human beings. Um, so we've definitely been through it. So if you want to pot I did the setup and now I introduced That was good. Um, yeah, so my favorite line is uh, from Jay-Z, you think I work this hard to stay the same? And you should be changing and you should want to be with somebody that wants you to grow and that they want to grow themselves. I think that that is, that is absolutely paramount. And my whole thing is being with somebody that doesn't have a growth mindset is uh, like torture. I, I really don't know if I can do that. So that is step number one, making sure that both of you are endeavoring to become better people. Now, I think I had a growth mindset there when you met me. No, you didn't have a growth mindset. But you just said you need to look for someone with a growth mindset. So what if you're with somebody like me and you, Mm -hmm. where neither of us really had, and now one of us is growing? So in the beginning, when we met, neither of us had a growth mindset. But I believed in brain plasticity, and you really got excited by the notion that maybe we could get better and improve as people and grow. And so then that became a growth mindset. Um, I'm actually going to say that isn't true. Okay. You showed your change first. Like there were little things that you were learning and reading about the brain and about like information. And you were just talking to me about it over like over time. And then I saw like a, like a switch come on in you where it's like you had made this change and you were learning and you were growing and it was that seeing that in you that made me want to then be a part of it because I literally was like well, I'm not getting left behind and it's like you seem so happy and you seem so motivated so I that's actually what made me want to then start but I don't think it was a um just a notion that I was then in on like I saw it in you first I think so you're saying that it was seeing it actively in somebody else. Yes. And you were talking to me the whole time as we were going along. So it wasn't all of a sudden you'd read five books and you were a changed person and then you, you know, give it to me and you're trying to change me now. It was just like, babe, I've just, I've read this book. And, you know, because we would sit there and talk, for, and we still do for like five, six hours. We just sit there and talk to each other. So um, I think that that was a major key in the growth process. Word. If in that moment, my obsession with the brain had not led you through whatever means to then be attracted to it and also develop a growth mindset, then we would have really been in trouble. So the thing was, I didn't know that back then. So what I'm talking about is from my perspective now, I could not be in a relationship with somebody that didn't have a growth mindset because I'm not there. I'm not way back there where they're going to watch me go through the change of going from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. and. There are times that I think, you know, did we just get lucky that you were so um, adaptive to that, that you saw the excitement and you jumped on board with that? I don't know. Like, I don't know if that was just 
luck, great timing, or if we just were such amazing communicators that like, oh my gosh, we got each other excited about it. I don't know. And I won't, I won't even try to take credit for that. I will just say that once I got obsessed with the brain, then it was like, okay, wait a second. Humans can change. I need to believe that because I'm in a really dark place. Um, I'm going to choose to believe that I can do this. I'm going to read. I'm going to learn about it. And then the fact that you jumped on board with that is what allowed us to grow on the same track. And growing on the same track, that's the important part. Like you've got to be growing together. And part of that is that communication. Part of that is leading by example. If there, there's sort of inevitably moments where one person is going to have an insight that um, allows them to lead you know, either for a moment or for a long period of time. And when you're just as ready to follow because the person is going somewhere, you can see it in them. They're happier. They're more alive. They're more capable, quite frankly, being willing to go with them and say, wow, like this is really cool. They're in a leadership position. When somebody always has to be the leader, then like you run into trouble. But, you know, for us, it's even though we have like on balance, very clear roles, me in the alpha role, you in the beta role. And obviously we've defined that, I think, somewhat atypically, um, but still able to be very fluid into who's leading depending on what the subject is or where we are in our evolution as people. But we talk and we talk and we talk. And there's a reason that everybody says, like, what's the secret to longevity in a relationship? And the answer is always good communication. And just really fast, hey, Quentin, will you log into my IG account and film us? being live. Let's see if we can drive some more peeps here. All right, let's see. Um, so yeah, that is, that I think is, is the, the reality is that level of communication, talking so openly, like one of the things that like I did as a kid and I will just say is because I was so bad with women, I had to read um, a lot of Cosmopolitan magazine. That is just. And you watched a lot of Sex in the City. And I watched a lot of Sex in the City. Back then, it was to, like the main show. Yeah, to try to really understand women. And so, since the punchline so often was communicate, 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 when we got together, that was why communication was so important. Mm. And um, so, yeah, that's big. Like, communicate with each other. If, if you really want to get on the same page, regardless of what the issue is, you 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 have to talk to such an absurd level. And define terms, define terms, define goals, like write it all down. The level of specificity in our lives is so comical. I don't think that people would believe that it's real. Oh, I mean, literally, I, I know that, I don't know if I can reveal this, you can put it in the book. Um, oh, if I'm going to put it in the book. So, all right, can. so he's going to put it, he's writing a book. So um, he wrote a letter and this is how I've specific, like yeah, I know, but I didn't know if you actually want to read it or not. Oh, you don't need to read it live now, but like not because it's not like I'm ashamed of something. So literally he has a letter and I still have it that he wrote, I think in 2003, 2004. And I found it in my phone and it literally says, so he wrote a letter and he gave it to me. And he said, please read this to me if in our next fight. And no joke on my phone, it says to me, this is me. Know that she loves you. And it's like literally a whole letter and I still have it. We're going to put it in the book. And I read it to him. And that's how specific we've got. It's like, it's basically says what you're feeling right now is, ba is brain chemistry. It is not, um, it is not that she doesn't love you. So just remember, you know, how that you wrote this when you were emotionally sober. 
and know that it's not worth like wasting the entire day arguing and blah, blah, blah. So, but that's how specific we get. That's how detailed we get on our relationship. And other people for a long time used to think we were crazy, I think. And going back to the whole change thing, the one thing that they were, um, that I remember when I was younger, when, when we first met, it was always like, people always used to say, um, oh, you've changed since you've met Tom. Oh, you've changed. And it was always a dig. That was what was funny. It was always like a negative. And I thought, I think I've got so much better. I'm more open. I communicate a lot more. I don't use my emotions, you know, anymore. Like I have got a goal. I feel a lot more driven. So all these things I was so proud of that I had developed over time and people were pointing saying, yeah, you've changed since you've met Tom. Like it was a negative thing. And people say that to you still, I'm not going to mention names, but they say that to you like, oh, Tom, you've changed. And I'm like, that right has changed. And it's amazing. And so think when I had to really because it used to really get up get to me that people said it and when I think why it used to get to me um sorry when I think why people say it now I think I realize that it's because they feel trapped and so they feel left behind and so they make it a negative and so once I started understanding why people were saying it as they did I actually stopped feeling um badly about myself that they were saying it and I just realized okay, I can empathize from where they're coming from. I don't agree. I feel bad for them. They can't actually see that change and growth is good for you. Um, but yeah, I don't know really what my point to that was, but the fact that change, I think over time, now it's become like a, a good thing. Like everyone's talking about growth and- um, Not everyone. And that, you know, that's sort of the the thrust of that question is what do you do when one person just isn't interested in that stuff? Hmm. So. so what do you do? Well, I think we gave an answer to that, which is you have to communicate, you have to define terms, you have to decide what's important, priorities, all of that. And in that, it will reveal if one person is like, I'm just not interested in growing, then you know where you're at. Right. Yeah. So. Cool. You're right. You did not. All right. All right. We've got some fan shout outs um, from Cape Town, Hawaii. Oh, we're going to Hawaii soon. Hawaii. Um, Chicago, Texas, Canada, and El Salvador. Thank you guys for watching us live. Um, all right, next, on to the next question. This comes from James Dunn. If I'm on my own journey of self-discovery and working through some serious limiting beliefs while also working a nine-to-five and being a single father, wow, that's incredible, and trying to build a business to replace a nine-to-five, should I resist the temptation to get into a relationship until things settle down or should I still be open to it, even knowing it's going to add one more thing to try and juggle since being with someone you love can uh, can be some incredibly can be incredibly rewarding. So, I mean, look, the reality is for me, I would say um, just the amount of time and energy and work that it is going to take to build the business, to be a good father, to do the nine to five and all of that. I personally wouldn't be um, too focused on finding a relationship, but if you have the urge and you really want to remember at the end of the day, life is about enjoying yourself. So if you, get more out of that than you get putting the energy into building the business or getting out of the nine to five or whatever, then put the energy there. Like there's absolutely no um, shame in that. It's about building the life that suits you. It's not about building a life that everybody would agree is the right life. It's just about building the life that brings you the most fulfillment, the most joy, that it gives you more energy than it takes away. Um, But I'll just speak 
aggressively from my perspective. So from my perspective, I absolutely would not pursue it. I would be heads down doing the work because that's the thing that's proven to give me the most joy because I pursue things that I love, that give me energy. Um, so that would be me in no uncertain terms. I've talked a lot about if something happened to her, God forbid, I don't know that I'd ever get in another relationship. Hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Word. All right. Um, next question. Don't have it yet. All right, so let's read on the screen. Um, oh, I have a question now. I can have... Oh, no, that's not it. Ryan R. Owens. Is there any reason to try and work on your relationship as a couple without working on the individuals in the relationship first? Or should you work on yourself first by figuring out your silent resentments, fears, relationship defects, etc., and learn principles to then take into the relationship? Thought. I think for us, we did both. Um, because sometimes, like at least for me, I didn't realize um, when there was a problem until we butted heads. So once we butted heads and once, you know, things got heated and then we sat down and we went over every step, step by step, why he did that and why I did that. And then for me, I then, we always do the like, everything's your fault. So then once we had that discussion, you would- You mean everything's my fault? Like take- Sorry, yes, yeah, exactly. Everything's my fault. Yes, that's what I meant. So what you would do is like, I would say, this is the problem that I'm having with you right now. Um, when you say this and when you do this, it makes me feel like this. And so then we'll go, okay, well, if that's real, is that me being sensitive or is that you being too aggressive or is it both? And so both of us then need to go off separately and really analyze our behavior and say, what am I bringing to the table that is causing these arguments? Like how, how is my behavior and how is my emotions and how I reacted part of it? And we, we have over time, I think, been able to be really sober about that and be honest because we don't use it against each other. So let's say, for instance, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I think I was actually a bit aggressive or I was being oversensitive to him. And why am I being oversensitive? Okay, just going to be honest. Is it the time of the month? No. Okay, are you being sensitive? Because right now, Lisa, um, you're not feeling good about yourself. You failed at something. And so now you need to actually look at yourself and build your self-esteem back up because now you're bringing it to this argument, which actually has nothing to do with him. But the fact that you were aggressive made me feel a certain way because of, you know, to the side I'm feeling my self-esteem is low. So analyzing myself for me really helps, but also doing it in the context of the us together because it allows me to go, what part are you playing? What part am I playing and how do I need to improve? Word. I see. Yeah. Um, I think that you're really doing both at all times. I think that having a sounding board, having somebody that really wants great things for you, they want to see you grow and adapt. They have every reason to see you guys up your level of communication and connection and all of that because they're the other half of the relationship. They're like the ideal sounding board. But at the same time, I think that in every, you know, second that you have to contemplate, you should be thinking about yourself and ways for you to improve and not just thinking about what they should be doing, really thinking about what you should be doing. But I don't think it's like an island of go off, do your own thing first and then come back. Um, I think that it's it's way messier than that. I think it's much more integrated. There's much more connective tissue between the two of you. Um, and I think that pulling back to go do the work on yourself will be perceived in a strange way. Um, so I think it's it's better to like sit down as 
you know, co-captains on the same team and say, we want to try to figure this out with all the positivity in the world, all the belief in the world of each other, and that you can work it out, like being really wanting the other person to win, trying to help them succeed, being open to hearing the criticism. And if you can do that as partners, you're going to come out way stronger on the other side. But yeah, there's no way around also doing that solo work by yourself in, you know, almost a, a meditative, obsessive kind of way. And the one thing that I've noticed that we do, um, because we've been together for so long, if you've had, let's say, a bad habit or something that just really frustrates the other person and, you know, you're super sensitive, let's say, for instance, me, I'm, I can be sensitive sometimes. So let's say I'm really working on trying to improve so that when we sit down and talk, I'm not as sensitive as I was before. And we'll sit down and I feel like I've made major strides, but you won't even say anything. What we do is we actually just point it out to each other because not for the pat on the back. Actually, yeah, for the pat on the back, in fact, I'm going to say it. Because the truth is he's had, we've been together for 17 years now. And let's say something I'm now working on today for the next few weeks or few, few months. Well, he's had 17 years of me being super sensitive. So you don't actually pick up on like that first time that you've actually, I've, I feel like I've grown. You don't pick up on it. And I think it's important to encourage each other. So we actually do that. We're like, hey, I don't know if you noticed, but when we spoke like once upon a time, I would have acted like mm -hmm. this. And actually this time I did this. And the thing we do is we're like, oh my God, you know what? I didn't notice. I'm really sorry, but well done. Thank you so much for putting in that effort to really try to improve because the one thing I never want to do is keep trying, improving on myself, improving on our relationship, feeling like I'm making major strides. And you're just like, it doesn't make a difference to me. Like you're still upset or annoyed with me over the same thing. And it's like, you don't even give the recognition uh, that I'm trying. And right. I think the fact that someone tries and makes the effort makes all the difference because I think it shows that they're really serious about improving that relationship. So don't be afraid to sit there and go, oh, what do you feel like you're doing good on today? Or what do you think you've improved on in this last relationship discussion that we've had? Because um, I think it's very important to keep encouraging each other um, with things like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So the next question, Jessica Nason, nice and simple. Do you set relationship goals? That's actually an interesting one. I think we do like in regards to like, I'm going to work on this in an argument situation. Yeah, I think if people think really... of it like from a business goals perspective, yeah. we want to do this by this time. Yeah. No. no, but I think each of us is always trying to work on something that might not be sitting well with the other person or whatever. And so there's always like little things. Oh, I'm trying to be better communicating at this or like one that I had to work on not too long ago was um, I was really bad at like making sure you knew what I was up to. Like, oh, this person's coming to the house or, oh, I have this, I'm going to be going here. And so getting way better at just making sure that I'm always communicating to you when something out of the ordinary comes up right. and that was really important to you and I was really bad at it. And so that was the kind of thing like, you know, setting alarms and reminding myself and, you know, doing whatever I could to make sure that I included you in that. So we, I think we pretty much always have something like that cooking in the background. And there's small little goals yeah. along the way, but not one big major Yeah, one. like we have, we have life goals to be sure. And we talk a lot about those life goals. And, and they normally revolve around the business though. Yeah, but our business at is this point, life. yeah, like yeah. is those are the things that we want to do, quote unquote, in life. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, you know, I think that it's important to discuss where your future's going with your partner. Like, do we plan to have kids? Do we not? Uh, what does that look like? So that was one thing that we used to talk about all the time when we first got married. It was like, I thought we'd be married and then within a year have kids. And you're like, 
I'm still so young. Like, give me another few years. And so every year we would readdress, do we have kids? When's the right time? Um, but it was always like as part of our lifestyle, like, what are we doing next? Like, do we start a business? Do we have kids? Do we buy a house? Like everything was kind of very much, um, intertwined. Um, but I think it's important to know where your partner feels, um, you know, they want to be in regards to a family and things like that. Mm. So. Um, all right guys so this is our last time on facebook if you didn't catch the beginning of this episode just to let everybody know that we're going over full time just to a podcast we're not going to be doing lives anymore because facebook has deprioritized the lives for some reason and um our view count has kind of plummeted and um hitting this mark at this time it's become more and more increasingly difficult as we're just shooting more and more so but we still are accepting questions and um, write to connect at impacttheory.com and you can submit your questions there. We will be doing, um, like I said, podcast, Tom and I sitting down talking. It just won't be live anymore. Yeah. So it'll be relationship theory just like this, uh, but only on the podcast. So head over to the um, Apple podcast app and make sure that you download this bad boy. Uh, put it on your favorites. On iTunes, and Stitcher or Spotify. There you go. That would be amazing. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And until next time, be legendary. Peace out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.